You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode and this week we have a full house of uh, guests slash co-presenters. I'm joined by Mark. Hello Mark. Hello Simon. It's good to be back on the show again. Um, what is this now? I'm almost, um, I've done a show every week of lockdown I think so far. Well now, keeps you going doesn't it? Um, well, that's it. You got to keep. You got to stay safe, stay out of trouble. And I know that um, with the divide that's happened in the United Kingdom of England, Wales, and Scotland, uh, I'm quite happy still to be out of the way of people, especially that woman in Morrison's who decided, "Be damned with social distancing. I'm going to breathe down your neck while I'm checking out reductions in Morrison's." And no, I'm still not bitter about it. <laughs> okay, we're joined by uh, Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey there, I'd like to say to Mark that life's not fun if you're not up to some kind of mischief. <laughs> I'm always to mischief, it's just not publicly available. Oh, wait, that, that sounded wrong. <laughs> uh, we're joined by Suffolk Pete. Hello, Pete. Hi there, nice to be back again. Jolly good, glad to have you. Um, and we have Nick. Hello, Nick, who's not been able to join us because on a Sunday he's been... Um, doing a family Zoom call, I believe. So uh, we're recording this Indeed, on a Monday yes. so, so that Nick can join us. Hello, Nick. Yes, thank you. Thank you for moving it all for me. That's very kind. <laughs> well, it was a combination of factors, to be honest, but uh, one of them, that was, that was you know, part of, my, uh, part of my thinking. Why not? You know, no reason at the moment not to do it on a Monday. So to, to a Monday, we moved it so that you could join us. So there you go. Um... Right, well, this week, uh, not a lot of news, really. Not a lot of real news. We've uh, obviously had a new MacBook Pro. We're not going to spend too long on that um, because everybody else has talked about it endlessly. And, uh, you know, every blog has been filled with reviews of the new MacBook Pro. So we'll just give it a mention, I think, because rather than focusing on the news this week, we've got two stories from the contributors. Uh, Suffolk Pete is going to talk about his adventure in replacing the SSD in his older MacBook Pro. And mm -hmm. uh, Nick's going to talk about his attempt to build a Hackintosh. So, um, realistically... Just, just to preface this, I know it sounds a bit dry, swapping, you know, like the diary of swapping over a hard drive. <laughs> it doesn't sound like the most riveting subject, but being a fellow techie uh, IT guy, I share the pain how how finickety it can be just to do something in air quotes oh so simple but it becomes oh so hard <laughs> well as we will find out from pete in a bit uh yes it's not as straightforward as you might think so um first of all obviously new macbook pro 13 inch not the 14 inch that was rumored still a 13 inch display um comes in four models, two using the uh, eighth generation uh, chips and two running the uh, new tenth generation 
chips. Uh, all i5s, I believe. Um, and they've doubled the storage that you get uh, for your money. Other than that, um, it's got the new magic keyboard, i.e. a scissor switch keyboard. And uh, I don't think there's a huge more, you know. Oh, well, the prices, the prices are quite reasonable, aren't they? Starts from um, £1,300 slash uh, US dollars for the bottom of the range, which is uh, a bit of a change. It goes all the way up to hmm. two grand, I think. Plus, you know, you can, um, there's all the build to order options. I mean, you can put a ludicrous amount of RAM and um, SSD in it, which will no doubt jack the price up ludicrously. But, you know, the starting price for a reasonable uh, 8th gen processor MacBook Pro, I believe, is £1,300, which is, you know. Yeah. Marketing wise, it looks like another lap looks like another product range where you've got uh I think I compare it to the iPad, you've got the iPad and then you've got the iPad Pro. Because looking at the specs on this, you know, you've got like you said, you've got the uh, the low end laptop starting twelve hundred dollars with eight generation Intel processors, which aren't bad, but the high end models are seventeen hundred dollars and they've got the new Ice Lake processors. Now it doesn't mean that they're both bad. But we're starting to get this thing of what would you do when you come to sell it? You're going to be looking at these two MacBooks and going, oh, right, now I've got to be a nerd and know what my processors and my mm. chipsets. And I don't ever, I don't actually recall a time that Apple have sort of done this where they've had different chipsets. Or am I misremembering things? Well, they used to, obviously, they used to do like i5s and i7s. Um, yeah, but, yeah, but the, with the chipset, you're getting a, a different uh, graphics processor as well. Yeah, aren't you, it, it's generation and tenth generation. Yeah, I mean they 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 have effectively with this realistically uh, split the MacBook Pro line in half. You've got MacBook Pro Basic and MacBook Pro Premium, if you like. Um, Just yeah, I, I haven't done much reading about this, but. It, why would you buy the MacBook Pro Basic um, instead of a 13-inch MacBook Air, the the new 13-inch MacBook Air? Because they would seem there would seem to be quite a lot of overlap there. Um, in, all honest, in all honesty, I would I would say you you, you shouldn't go for the basic one because mm-hmm. usually your typical Apple, the uh, next model up is always the best. Yeah, uh, you know, buy for your money. Um, the the fact that the lower versions have only got an eighth gen processor rather than the new tenth generation processor, uh, for most for most users they won't notice the difference. It's plenty powerful enough for most tasks, unless you're you're, you're a real power hungry uh, person. Uh, and if you're going to if you're going to look for the, the most power for your money, then you might as well go for a sixteen inch uh, MacBook Pro because you'll get you know, much more for your money. Because uh, I think they were talking about like £3,000 for the fully specced out uh, top model, the 13-inch. I'm just having a look on the Apple website now, mm. and the main difference appears, the main differences appear to be literally CPU speed, mm. uh, no touch bar. Um, the MacBook Air Retina goes up to a 1.2 gig CPU, and the MacBook Pro goes up to a 2.3 so i think the macbook air is going to be like for bloggers journalists and mm. those types you get to sit in a coffee shop and spend longer queuing for the coffee than drinking yeah. the bloody thing because the queues are always too long god that annoys me 
Oh, that really, does anyone else get irrational like that when they're waiting for a coffee? You think, <laughs> here I am, I'm alone for a coffee, and then I can, I, I dislike any food I have to spend longer queuing for than consuming. Anyways, you miss out on the touch bar ID, uh, and it's got better graphics. So, yeah, yeah, but also, I know the MacBook Air has got slightly better battery life than the uh, than the third, the MacBook Pro 13 inch. I think if you're going to go for an air, uh, you look at the price you're going to spend, and I reckon you're probably better going for the, the basic uh, mm. MacBook Pro 13 inch um, because it's got a better screen than the air. Mm. Um, you, 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 you don't get any difference with the keyboard, they're now all the same keyboard. Mm. Um, okay, you, you get uh, the touch, or do you, did you, did you say, Mark, they don't have the touch bar? The, the ref MacBook Air doesn't know. It says it has Touch ID, but it doesn't. And the uh, the MacBook Pro has Touch Bar and Touch ID. Personally, I, I prefer not to have the Touch Bar, but uh, that's mm. just a personal preference. But yeah, if you're going to go for, I would look at the the basic MacBook. Mm. Oh, definitely. So I was just going to say, plus, is this, is the storage not better on the MacBook compared to the Air? Or, or I can't remember what what the, the Airs have. Well, the um, the Airs have um, uh, virtually the same. It's uh, they've got right. the same display, same four core i seven. Both have up to sixteen gig of memory. Both have up to two terabytes of storage. Yeah. Battery life slightly better on the Air. The, no um, touch bar on the Air. Well, the ba- the the basic MacBook Air mm. only has the i3. Um, the more right. expensive Air has the i5, um, and then I believe all of the MacBook Pros are i5s. So, if you were again, it's you know it's all value proposition and what you want to do. Um, mm. Can we talk about um, can we talk about something that is a bugbear for me and always has been with Apple? Yeah, sure. Um, look at the amount of time. Look at the ty- amount of time we talked about the iPhone mm. still having sixteen gig uh, a sixteen gig version available. Yeah, uh, and 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 storage. I mean, we back in the day, back in the, my PC days, that the the uh, comment when you bought a computer was buy as much storage as you can afford because you'll use it all. Mm-hmm. But Apple have never had that sort of – they've always kept it down. And so the entry level is still 256 gig. Yeah. And while that might sound a lot, in these days of modern media, it, it really isn't enough. Uh, in my opinion, Apple ought to be putting at least a terabyte in, in all their basic machines, and it would make almost no difference yeah. to the cost. I just don't understand this. Well, we're, we're well other than making money, of course. Yeah, uh, They've been trying to force you to go into the cloud. I think that's the real reason for not putting in enough. uh, I think that's an excuse just to charge more people more money. Mm -hmm. I I think people who know how much storage they're going to use are going to uh, just pony up the extra money and buy more storage. Mm -hmm. But Um, they have graced us with the fact that everything is now SSD, finally. Yes, Yes, and that's a good thing. But it's still. But then, when you think you look at the the upgrade cost for the hard drives, you just go, "Oh, Jesus, Apple!" That's yeah. Uh, it, it, you are right. We, you know, we your iPhone analogy is absolutely perfect. We griped and griped and griped, like say, why they're still doing this. But again, coming back to these MacBooks, it just seems very blurry now. 
It's a, mm. it, whereas in the past, I think you you would see like a MacBook and you'd go, I'm either going to buy a MacBook Air, I know the performance stops at this level, and if I want to do more, I buy a MacBook and then I've got three to choose from. But now there's a sort of, there seems to be a lot of bleed happening. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a, a from what I can see, um, there's loads of overlap now. And I think this has kind of happened over the last few years since um, uh, Steve Jobs um, uh, passed away and since Tim's come in, we've um, we seem to have a lot of confusing um, choices to make. Yeah. Yes, I agree. And and it's moved. It's moved. It's moved. It's become more premium over time, in yeah. my opinion. And also, this um, is a, another. Sorry, go, sorry, Nick. Go on. Uh, well, just cost wise, I, I I think apples are now costly into than they once were. You yeah. pay a lot more for a Mac Mini than you used to. Yeah. The whole point of the Mac Mini was that it was like an entry level thing that you could mm. get in at a reasonable price. But you try and put just a reasonable spec on a Mac Mini, and you've, you're up into the thousands again. And yeah. I just yeah. agree with that. Yeah. And also, Sorry, getting it, me started on my soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> isn't this another product that sort of came out sort of quite quietly from Apple? They seem to be doing this a lot recently. You know, the, the rumored iPhone SE, that, all right, there was a little bit of noise um, about that. They basically dropped the, the iPads almost out of nowhere. And now they're dropping a, a MacBook out of nowhere. It's um, I think it's, there's definitely been some sort of shift in the way that Apple are pushing out these products. As I, if... I still think it's a stopgap. Yeah, it could be. These, these upgrades to um, MacBook Air, MacBook Pros, uh, they're really just stopgaps for next year. I mean, when you um, when you mentioned that in the other show, Jim, you said, mm-hmm. "Did I did I think the new MacBook Air was a stopgap?" And because of the amount they'd upgraded it, I wasn't sure. But looking at this MacBook Pro, a mm-hmm. nice upgrade though it is. It you know, there's not a 14 inch screen, which was rumoured. Um, they've replaced the keyboard, which of course was a a serious gripe, and. Let's face it, how are you going to promote a MacBook Pro as more premium than the Air when people look at the Air and say, that's got a proper keyboard and the 13-inch mm. MacBook Pro has got a, let's say, you know, poorly received butterfly keyboard. Um, mm-hmm. So in in some ways, this range of MacBook Pros, 13-inch uh, anyway, does feel more like a stopgap. That feels like... We need to get something out there that's better than the last version of the MacBook Pro, and it has to have the new keyboard in it. Um, and other than that, we'll just go with bumping the spec. Um, this feels less like a fabulous new MacBook and just an update to keep it in line with all the but others. That, isn't that something that we've always... See, we're sort of yeah. foisting ourselves here because <laughs> we've always said, you know, why aren't Apple you know, releasing updated equipment and updated chipsets when they're released. And then they're sort of doing it. We're sort of like saying, well, it's a bit different now. Why are they suddenly doing it just out of the box? I think with what's happening in the world, I think this has definitely sort of changed Apple to sort of keep them in people's minds, keep them focused. But I don't know. It's, it's a very confusing Apple and they seem to be, they're sorted on the services. They're all all organized and all tidy there in, all that sort of stuff, apart from iCloud Drive. But I don't know, the the MacBook and the Mac line just doesn't seem 
to have that leadership once it's been developed, once it's been pushed out. Yeah, um, you can see a change now um, for the better, uh, now that Johnny's away. And I, I don't mean that in any bad way, uh, but certainly you know, you've got the new keyboards, which means that the MacBooks are slightly thicker, not much, but slightly thicker. They're, they're getting around the, the detractors by you know, introducing the 13-inch range. Yeah, you've got the basic one, which is really what you would call the, the MacBook replacement. So you've got the basic, you know, the traditional keyboard without the touch bar. You've got the next model up, which has it, and that's your MacBook range, MacBook Pro range replacements. So it gives you the new keyboard um, and so on. Uh, so they filled these gaps up. They're killing these these complaints about the keyboard and other pro other things that's been going on. Uh, but I still think it's a stopgap. Um, yeah, I I can see I can see the logic there. But but then we've had this before, haven't we? If you mm. look at the iPad Pro, the the new iPad Pro, people mm. are saying, okay, it's got the lidar scanner and it's a little bit faster. But that new iPad Pro just seemed to be a product refresh pipe there. Because, because, well, there's nothing yeah, wrong with it. Because we all expected it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with a, a refresh. Back, you know, back in the day, the reason that people stopped, started saying, why don't Apple just keep refreshing their machines is because back in the day, you could expect a spec bump every six to six months to a year. There would be, you know, it would be the same machine. They'd just put the newer, faster processor in it, or they'd upgrade the graphics. No, they wouldn't change anything else. That's what people think of as a spec jump. This is, you know, this is blatantly a new machine because it's got a new keyboard and and so on. But um, yeah, you, you can't have it both ways. Obviously, if you if you're going, but then again, spec jumps were always just Apple have quietly released an update to whatever machine, and they've bumped the you know the processor from a 1.2 gigahertz to a 1.4 or from a dual core to a quad core or whatever. So um, I think people, because Apple got so lax at doing that, then every single time they released anything, it then gets reviewed as if it's a whole new model. Uh, this is a new model, obviously. Um, I think it's quite a nice machine, and there's a good spread of pricing, and it's nice to see, even if the you know the bottom of the range is um, you know eighth gen and whatnot. I, I I still think it's nice to see the, the starting point coming down. I mean, the starting point was starting to get into the sort of sixteen to £1,800 for a laptop, which is, that's no place to be starting the price for a laptop, is it? Let's face it. No. When you no. can go down to, you know, you can walk down to PC World and come out with a a perfectly acceptable laptop for sort of 350 quid now you know yeah. I mean, it's not going to match a macbook to support it because no got, i know i know but I'm a just similar saying. situation uh, yeah i mean i, I think now as well I, I, was it nick you were on the mac and forth oh no you weren't on the mac and forth show uh this week where or was it a couple of weeks ago where there was um, someone who quite rightly said, you know, with all these times that we're going through, does anybody, you know, not worry about spending money on frivolous products like a new sort of laptop? But there seems to be the market out there for them. And I, th I think now I'm looking around at my kit and I'd love to upgrade some of it. But because I've missed out on selling it every year and keeping, you know, finding that extra money to refresh, 
it's had a bizarre knock-on effect on the bottom end of trying to resell things because the resale value of stuff is sort of starting to plummet a bit now. But that, that's a whole different subject. But this does lead us nicely on from upgrading to our next story, baby. Oh, oh well done. See? Seamless. Almost <laughs> yeah, seamless. You've, you've still yes. got it. <laughs> well done speaking, there, yeah. Speaking of doing PC upgrades and all, Oh, I've got to do one this evening. I've swapped a hard drive out. That's fifty. That's two hours and seventy screws later. <laughs> SSD issues. Mm. Yes. So well, tell us, tell us about the backstory. What what's okay. like, what were you doing before, and what led up to doing I to doing bought, the swap? I bought a work colleague's um, twenty fourteen eleven inch MacBook. It was a daughter's, uh, I know a daughter and I know the family, they really look after their kit. Um, it was a really good price. So I thought, well, you know, I don't, I don't actually want a, uh, or need a, um, a laptop, but I've always had a soft spot for MacBook Airs. I've had two or three MacBook Airs in the past and they're great little laptops. So I thought, I'll buy, I'll buy that. Um, so 2014 with um, 128 gig um, SSD in it. Uh, I installed uh, a new OS and then I left it uh, alone um, installing Firevolt. And uh, I came back and found it was unresponsive. Um, I won't boy with all the, um, everything I tried to do to get it to boot but after talking to mark at uh, suffolk max we decided that the firebolt had screwed the ssd and um we could probably look at replacing the ssd which uh, which is what i did recently um so i went to the bookyard um who's a uh, site in the uk here where i uh, they uh, sell apple spares um from uh, recycled max and the like um if their their website is um uh well it's a bit of a feast for geeks because it's um you can buy just about everything for any mac um yeah so the bookyard um website they they have accessories cables hard drives you name it for just about any mac um so I bought from them before, and I noticed that they were selling original Apple SSDs for this for the 2014 model, um, uh, a two five six gigabyte for 183 pounds. So that's what I plumped for in the end after doing plenty of research, uh, of course, and finding out there are third party um, upgrades out there, but a lot of people were. Or, uh, and I found enough people on the web moaning about third-party uh, um, SSDs for the uh, MacBook Air to make me wary about buying one. So that's uh, why I went for a, an Apple one. Well, end. it's also important to uh, point out, isn't it, that the 2014 model and possibly the 13 and 15, I'm not sure about that, but certainly the, the, the 2014 model doesn't have the standard pin arrangement, does it? <laughs> no, no, very much not. <laughs> um, yeah, it's completely uh, proprietary. Um, it's even a different width. It has a different pin out on the SSD. Um, so, yeah, you do have to uh, make sure you get uh, the right memory uh, for this, which on some websites, if you're looking for just uh, M2 SSDs, 
uh, it can be quite difficult to find out exactly uh, what uh, pin out they have on them. So in the end, I thought, just go with uh, an Apple one and you won't have a problem. And uh, of course, the other good reason for buying one of these from the bookyard is that they uh, pre-install uh, Mac OS on it for you. So, with these new or these, uh, no, they're they're second hand. They're second hand, right. right? Yeah, there's a three month uh, warranty on them, but they've been they've all been pulled from uh, uh, Macs, and uh, they uh, uh, the bookyard uh, test them and warranty them, and then sell them on. So that's good. So what tools did you need to, to, to get um, to do this installation? I mean, yeah, I've heard, heard, heard stories that they're uh, glued or soldered in. Um, they're pretty, but obviously, you've managed to do it. Yeah. Um, you need If you go to the iFixit site, they tell you exactly what you uh, need. You need the P5 Pentalope screwdriver. Um, you need a spudger, which I already had. Uh, which is, you know, for those who don't know, is just a little plastic levering tool. And you need a T5 Torx uh, screwdriver, which I already um, already had. Um, so it was the Pentalope I needed. Um, and you can buy these on Amazon uh, quite cheaply. Um, I fix it, sell them as well. And if I was going to be doing this regularly, I'd spend a bit more money. Um, but, uh, yeah, I bought the uh, ones off Amazon, cost £10, I believe. And it came with a few other tools that I didn't actually need, but may come in handy if I do something like this again. Mm-hmm. Um, so the on the iFixit site, the MacBook Air early 2014 SSD replacement, they say it's moderate. Um, personally, I would say it's easy. Um, you literally take the back off, uh, lever up the uh, um, using the spudger, you disconnect the battery. And then you take a screw out, remove the SSD, and then reverse the procedure. Uh, Ten minutes. That doesn't sound too bad. (laughs) No, 10 minutes, really easy. And because uh, the bookyard have already installed the OS for you, I literally turned it on and had a working Mac. Very good. Yeah. um, I think... um... I think sometimes, you know, that some of these sites um, actually exaggerate the difficulty of doing things. I mean, I've mucked about with computers for years and years, and I had a 2011 iMac, which which was one of my first Mac, and I decided to have a go with that. And, okay, it was tricky. You did have to uh, peel the – you had to get suction things on the the cover, and then you had to peel the – which was a bit terrifying because it sort of – tore the glue off and you could hear it going <laughs> as you pulled it off uh, and then it was just a couple of connectors now, i mean i would have said that was moderately difficult maybe some people would have classed that as com- as complex yeah. but um yeah i don't i mean it depends on how how many bits you've got to take to pieces that are stuck yeah. down really yeah a few, a few years ago i upgraded um a um a, a mac mini it was the i uh I'm trying to think now. He added an, an extra uh, hard drive to it. Oh, right, yeah. And that was quite in-depth. It, it takes about half an hour, 30 to 40 minutes of just taking it apart and being quite methodical and making sure you keep every single screw in a different compartment in your toolbox to make sure you know you, you can put them all back. Um 
Yeah, that oh, took why is it, over an hour. It's weird, isn't it? There's always one bit as well that is, is a real pain. And and when you get it to pieces, <clears> you realise, actually, there was a much easier way you could have done it. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's always better second time around. And the, yeah. question, the question that has to be asked, did you have any bits left over? No, no. <laughs> No, so um, really good. That's yeah. working well now, and it's working well. Yes. So um, already, I'm thinking. You know what? I quite fancy the 13 inch MacBook Air. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a go. Yeah. So um, I, I'm about to sell my um, first generation iPad Pro 12.9 inch and buy one of the 11 inches. So I might uh, third gen 11 inch. I'm going to go for on the iPad Pro. Um, and then maybe uh, in a few months' time, change the MacBook Air for a thirteen for a thirteen inch. So I have um, an eleven inch iPad, thirteen inch uh, MacBook Air, and then the the twenty seven inch five um, K iMac that I'm sitting in front of. Very nice, very nice. So uh, all the links uh, that Pete mentioned there, uh, Suffolk Max, which uh, you know is uh, Mark Ellis from our mm-hmm. local mug. <clears throat> who is a, a great um, a great help to all of us in the mug because he is a brilliant uh, engineer. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the bookyard and uh, I fix it. So there we go. Um, and well done. Yes, good for you. Um, Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I I don't know uh, at what point the MacBook Airs and the MacBook Pros became more difficult because I've got the 2013 macbook pro retina um if you Mm -hmm. want to if you want to make mods to that you simply take the back plate off um before that i had the 2012 macbook pro um which as you know i replaced the uh the dvd drive with um an ssd with a kit um that the hardest part is in the 2013 the uh in the in the 2012 13 inch some of the parts kind of overlap each other so getting them out is a bit of a fag i did the same thing to a 20 uh to a 15 inch model and it was a doddle because mm-hmm. the parts don't overlap each other so you just literally just take about four four screws out with the uh with the smaller one you had to take out various other parts before you could remove the dvd drive because there were bits in the way but um i'm not sure exactly when it was they started um gluing bits in is that it was at 20 yeah they, they uh up yeah, they uh, we have gone to a stage now where they um, uh, they definitely don't want you to take things apart. I think it, um, I think it started when they started doing SSDs. No, because obviously Pete's that, just done an SSD. Could, I think it might be when they introduced the butterfly keyboard. Actually, could well be. Right. Yeah, and it went slimmer. Yeah, and therefore you know <laughs> everything's just either soldered on or glued down. Um, mm. There we go. So, uh, yeah, thanks for that, Pete. That's an interesting little story. Uh, shall we move on then? And uh, we're going to talk now uh, about Nick and his attempt to build a Hackintosh. Uh, because Mark's quite interested in that. Well, we're all Indeed. quite interested we were talking in that. Little... Well, we were talking a little while ago about how expensive uh, um, the Mac stuff has become. Hmm. Um, well, always has been to a certain extent. Yes. Um, so I thought I'd have a look at doing something much, much cheaper uh, and just seeing how it performed. Um, so the idea was, well, first of all, I've got something to admit. So uh, quiet, please, in the circle. No more talking. I'm talking there. My name's Nick Riley, and I'm a YouTube holic. Uh, uh, I, I watch a lot of YouTube. 
I'm not, no, I'm not actually making YouTube, just watching. Well, yeah, you, you um, subscribe to my channel, Blatant Plug, Essential Apple on YouTube. <laughs> Which channel's that then, Mark? Uh, my Essential Apple channel. And I've also got another one where I unbox beer as well. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Really? Oh. <laughs> There'll be a link in the show notes. Yeah. Probably Jolly good. Jolly good. Thank you for that, Mark. You probably um, the beer as well. <laughs> indeed. I've actually done a beer unboxing, but I forgot to actually taste any of the beer, but it's all gone now, so I'm going to have to reorder another pack. So, <laughs> Oh, what a shame. <laughs> yeah, what a shame. <laughs> so, I, yes, the uh, the, what, the um, YouTube channel I came across was by uh, a guy called Technoli, T-E-C-H-N-O-L-L-I, and um, he's done lots and lots of different uh, <laughs> versions of this uh, for different bits of kit. Uh, and the one that... I, because of its cost, was the under £100 Mac Mini repl- replacement. So I thought, ooh, I wonder what that I've is. I've seen so that video it. as well, yep. Yes. So uh, what I um, what I ended up buying was, uh, let me just uh, read it off it. Uh, uh, where is it? I bought, ended up buying a Lenovo ThinkCenter M93P uh, off eBay. It wasn't 100 quid because people are... All, lots of people are doing this now, so the prices have gone up. Uh, but it was about 150 quid. Uh, and it's, uh, uh, how, what would I say, six inches by six inch, no, eight inch by six inch box, effectively. Uh, it's got uh, uh, two USB 3s on the front and a microphone and headphone um, input and output. And then on the back, it's got uh, a, um, oh, what's the screen thing called? Display port. Display port. Thank you. A display port and t- another two USBs. I'm not sure whether they're USB. I think they're USB two. VGA port. Um, a uh, plug for your networks. It doesn't come with um, Wi-Fi. And uh, what's that? Oh, that's a, that's another USB three. So it's got, it, it's got quite a few ports on it. Uh, and as I say, it's quite small. But uh, and a couple of ago, I thought I'd have a go at running through this thing. So what you do. Is you first of all you download. I made the mistake first of all because I've never got around to upgrade upgrading to the latest Mac OS. So I'm still on the one before, which someone might remind me what that is. Uh, Mojave. Mojave. I'm still on Mojave. Thank you. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I tried upgrading. I tried downloading the upper version, the next version, uh, uh, to see if I could install that on this on this box because that's mm. what Technoly was doing. Hmm. Unfortunately, uh, at some point, what you do is you download a piece of software uh, called Clover Configurator. And what this does is it opens the EFI uh, settings uh, in the installation disk. And you you copy in a config plist, which is obviously tells the Mac what hardware you're using uh, so that it knows you're using this non-Mac, as it were. Hmm. Um, unfortunately, it wouldn't open the EFI at all. It just wouldn't see it. Uh, and I tried several times, couldn't get that to work. So I then thought, okay, no problem. I'll just install Mojave on it. I'm quite happy with Mojave. Mm-hmm. So I downloaded Mojave. So this is obviously all taking time. <laughs> I downloaded Mojave and had another go. And when I opened up, this time it saw the EFI. I thought, great. I opened up the EFI and there's nothing in there. Mm-hmm. I thought, I'm sure there's supposed to be files and things in here. Mm-hmm. So I did a little bit of Googling and um, found out eventually that um, actually you could download what should be in there, for, again, from the Technoly website. So I went to his website and downloaded it. I think it cost me a pound. I think you have to pay. It stops people spamming his site and things. Yeah. Um, you can. You, 
if the EFI folder is empty, and then you have to drop in what you call KEX, which are kernel extensions mm. that you can download. And I'll point you in the direction of the um, the Discord channel that I've been using because I had the very I had a very very similar um, sort of thing. I was making good progress, and then I found out. I've got to go and start compiling and making binaries. So if he's selling the the builds for a quid and he can provide a little bit of support, I'd be well up for doing that instead of spending. The yeah, last yeah. On his website, he actually has lots and lots of different versions as well for all the different machines he's done. Um, anyway, so yeah, I downloaded the EFI contents, and as you say, with the text files in this, and then started to install OS ten uh, from a pen drive. So you do all this on a pen drive and on your mac pull out the pen drive stick it in the other machine uh, i've got i bought a new cheap second monitor with it uh, i've already got a board um the only thing i hadn't got was a mouse so this caused me problems because <laughs> mm. <laughs> during the install you trying to work out what the key presses are is really hard uh without a mouse and because uh, I've, I've got a trackpad uh for my mac that's why i haven't got a, a, a an old mouse Oh, right. that I could have used. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, I eventually worked it out by really, oh, it took me ages to work it all out. And there, and there are special key presses, particularly at the bit where you select the drive. I'm still not quite sure what combination of key presses I did to actually get it to select the drive, but there is a way. You have to switch on um, uh, not compatibility mode. What is it? What is oh, it? Accessibility. Accessibility mode. That's mm. right. So that you can actually see highlighting bits of the screen. Right. Uh, and then a certain key press will move it onto the hard drive. And it's just getting it off the hard drive then to actually say, okay, install. Anyway, worked it out eventually. And uh, away it went. And it sort of, it did quite well. It sort of did it, some initial install. Uh, then it went blank and rebooted itself. Uh, and then it, then there's quite a long install of about 20 minutes. And it was getting right near the end of it. And I thought, this is looking good. And then it rebooted, and then I got the error. Uh, I can't remember the number of the error. It just basically said, I can't find an OS. So I then mucked about for ages trying to um, change the order that the, um, the Lenovo booted in from the pen drive to the internal drive to the, you know what I mean? Yeah. And eventually gave up because uh, I really could not get it to work. So I've left a message on the on the video to say I'm stuck. Um, so if Mark, if I can have that, uh, yeah, that link that 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 might help, and I'm be able to get some help there, and they might talk me through it because I'm sure it's going to work eventually. Oh, they do. And I'm just I mean, intrigued I'm... as to how well it performs. It's got eight gig of memory. This little machine. Hmm. I I I actually got a Hackintosh running all. Probably six years ago now on a Windows PC, uh, and they're fragile. Don't go in if you're thinking, "Oh, I could build a cheap Macintosh for hundred quid." It's fragile. For example, you don't apply any OS updates; it will no, break. I appreciate that. Yeah, it will yeah. break it considerably. But the, but the, um, the thing is, no, I, yeah, I agree. I, I and I know that they're not perfect. Um, I'm, I'm just. I've really done it just because I'm intrigued as mm. to how cheaply you can produce something mm. that that actually performs reasonably well. Well, you know, for the, the average person. I mean, going back a few years, I, was, I, I mean, I was the only person in the office using a Mac, and I think it was a ha sorry, hacking running Snow Leopard, and I used that for about two years, no problems at all. I did not it, there was not an issue with it at all, and that's what got me into the Mac because. 
it was just it is it was a it was a magical time. It was like I'm away from Windows. Um, there is a lot of work to do. There is um, I can't remember the other Hackintosh community. I think it's Clover, not Cloverleaf. There is a, there is another Hackintosh community out there, and I'll send you the link to that as well, where it's a okay. lot more simpler. But I think your problem would be to fire up something to get it to change the boot config and this is really great tech support isn't it <laughs> i just noticed on his website by the way if you're really desperate you can pay him ten dollars to ask him two tech questions two, yes oh really yeah. oh i didn't yes. know that no, no oh, refund okay. but the questions aren't asked yeah you go is this the place to ask questions <laughs> yep next yeah, oh, yes okay. <laughs> You can just see someone doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I will admit, I started doing the same. I've got in front of me, hold on. Um, ah, yeah, the, the, I forgot to screw the case back on for that one. It's a, a HP ProDesk, and it's about three, four years old. So it's old, so it's newer than my 2012 Mac Mini. Yeah. And I want to do the same. I want to see if I can get it up and running. Uh, and obviously take you know take advantage of the fast CPU and you know do some tests with it, uh, but yeah, I spent two solid days on it and then gave up at the point where it says because the instructions on the website I went to were okay, holding my hand, holding my hand, holding my hand, and then boom, go to here and then start compiling your own binaries, and then that sort of went nope, I'm out of here. <laughs> Yes, if it's not uh, if it's not relatively straightforward. Anyway, so I am now in a position where I've actually bought a mouse because <laughs> <laughs> that was that, that's what took me half the time was trying to work out those key presses. Um, Tony Mac X eighty six. Oh right. So I'm okay. linking to the show notes there. Um, yeah. th this way, the, the so the version that you used is quite a sort of like a deep down technical system that they say is more compatible with your hardware and you can really fine tune and tinker it. The Tony Mac 86 version, which uses Clover, uh, is apparently a little more, uh, what's the word, generic. But right. I, I think I might give this a go. I've got a spare machine. I've got a spare um, hard drive and thumb drive. I might, uh, yeah, I might just give this a go. I had thought about you know, attempting this myself some years ago. Uh, but what really put me off was uh, you've got to get everything in the right order. You've got to have the right bits of software downloaded t to match the system, you know, your system you're going to put on it and the, the machine you're putting on it. Um, and that, I think just, if you... that just scared me off. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. If, I think if you're thinking of replacing a Mac with it, mm. I'm not sure it's worth the investment of time. And, you know, it, I suppose it depends on how cheaply you want to be able to do it really because mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. this is cheap if i get this working this has cost me i don't know if you count the monitor i bought for it um a couple of hundred quid mm -hmm. so it's very cheap and if it works reasonably well you know if you can browse the internet reasonably well on it and it's not too slow to be um you know too painful oh and the other thing i like about this little box is upgrading the ssd was a matter of removing one screw out of the back and the top came off it and um wow. uh, literally two screws mm -hmm. and that's it two screws out came the ssd sorry the uh, original hard drive uh, i replaced it with an ssd slapped it back in again it was no problem at all and once you get it going you know once you get around this this problem you have uh what's what's your intention uh, of use of the 
Hackintosh. Do you know? I've no idea. <laughs> I just fancied <laughs> doing it. I've just got a lot of time on my hands because I'm yeah. stuck in the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, you don't know. You don't know what it can do, software-wise. I think. I think apart from stuff like handoff. Mm-hmm. I think it pretty much works. You right. yes, handoff. I think works. iMessage and FaceTime will work, but you have to get a tool to change your um, system ID, your serial number. You have to basically generate one for it to work. But I mean, it depends on what you want to use it for. I mean, I'm not going to be using it for chatting to my brother because it hasn't got a camera. I haven't got a camera. I'd have to buy a camera separately. And each each bit of money you spend is pushing it back up towards the cost of a Mac. Yes. Um, so, um, I mean, I suppose I've just done it as an exercise, really, just to see yeah. how how useful it could be. Well, not um, mine. If not, and if not, the original hard drive that came with it had Windows 10 on it. Oh, so I might just keep that. it as a Windows 10 box. Hmm. I mean, back when I had mine up and running, we were in the era of the E6600 Intels and I had a 8800 GTX graphics card. And it was brilliant to game on a Mac. It was, it was yeah. the first time I'd sort of like, this is actually comparable in a lot of ways to Windows. I know it uses OpenGL and you've got all the wrappers and stuff like that, but it was an experience. So the moral of the story is, if you've got a bit of old kit lying around like a micro ATX and you've got more time than you know what to deal with <laughs> and, you like, and you're already bored, because you are going to pull your hair out. Oh yeah, without a doubt, it's not. It's not straightforward. I mean, it would be nice if you could just literally, you know, install a script and the whole thing just sets it up. Yeah, that would be nice, but it, it's never that straightforward, is it? No, no. no. I mean, no. I'm just having a look at the what I call the the simple uh, version of doing it by using UniBeast, which is will get you going a lot quicker. And in so, let me just read through. Step one, download macOS Catalina. Step two, create a bootable USB uh, with UniBeast. Step three, set up your BIOS settings. That might be your problem there. Turn off secure boot on your on your desktop. That might be it. Step yeah, he four. Did, he did go through. Um, he did go through uh, all the settings as well in the video. So I had been through and, and made sure all my settings matched the settings he said they should be. You got uh, step four is uh, install Catalina, and then so all, it sounds all really good, all really nice and really easy. And then step five, post installation with MultiBeast, and that is when the world starts to open up. Because before you get into this, you've got to be a bit savvy with the hardware that you're using. You've got to know your chipset. You've got to know things like your network uh, adapter. Is it a Realtek? Is it an uh, Atheros? Is it an Intel one? So you do have to do a little bit of delving, but it's not, it'll either be not too hard or you're going to have a nightmare time with it. There's no in between. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think you need to, Always know that. I mean, I didn't. I didn't know what kind of chipsets this uses at all. I'm just going on what technology. Yeah, he would have done all the, yeah, as it were, would. and he's done all that hard work for yeah. me because yeah. because having to know all that stuff, even though it's interesting, I I wouldn't want to go that deep into something. No, and plus, there's, there's something to be said for having a bit of a life and not delving into that deep stuff. <laughs> yes, but anyway. Hopefully, at some point, I'll get it up and running, and um, Nick, and I'll feed back what it's like. Nick, would would you say that some of your problems have come about because you were trying to install Catalina on Mojave? And do you think it would have been easier if you'd 
just gone for Sierra or High Sierra? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I'm just I'm just looking at this hackintosh.com with their list of OSs, yeah. um, and it does seem to say that um, it's getting harder and harder. And High Sierra and Sierra um, would seem to be a nice balance between. Um, you know, a modern Mac OS and the ability to install on a Hackintosh. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, oh, I'm able back to. to are you able to format the hard drive and restart it? Uh, which hard drive? The, the, the which Hackintosh. one are you talking about, Jim? The, the Hackintosh. You, you, what uh, one you're kind of um, working on just now? So yeah, so it's got the SSD in it at the moment, mm. Uh, mm. and and it, but it's just in a partially installed state, mm. right? So you can't go back to the beginning and start again and try. Uh, I could, I, and I have done that. I mean, as I say, it took me several right. attempts. So, uh, no, I've tried it several different times with different settings and things, and each mm. time it, it's got to this one point and said, oh, I'm, no, I'm not going to install this. Right. <laughs> so maybe you should try a, a, a younger, um, an older version of the OS. Yeah, so, maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. Anyway, I, yeah, I might go back to technology and see if he can sort me out because hmm. it might be something fairly simple that i've yeah. overlooked mm -hmm. you know yeah. what it's like when you're introducing instructions you don't read every instruction no, <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> you've gone set one three two that's the one yeah that's yeah. it yeah, yeah. So. i have to say i've looked at that technology i mean there's a it's not only hackintoshes on his site there's other stuff about upgrading and repairing computers and so on um this one caught my eye however uh, $99 Dell Latitude Hackintosh for Mojave. Um, and somebody actually asked oh, right. in the questions, would you recommend to install Catalina on this device? Um, and can I still use your supplied EFI folder? Um, and the reply to that was, no, don't. Catalina is more CPU and memory intensive, so stick with Mojave on this machine. Thanks. So, there you go. In short, if you have a death wish, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> well, I, you know, obviously, you know, a hundred dollar um, Dell Latitude laptop is not going to replace a, a MacBook Pro. But if you wanted a Mojave, you know, a basic Mojave laptop for basically a hundred quid um, and a bit of buggering about, let's be honest, mm. that, that's um, you know, that's probably a worthwhile experiment. Um, and it also echoes the fact that a lot of people have said, "Why bother updating to Catalina? It doesn't really." Um, offer much over Mojave. I, I've certainly not. I've, I've certainly not been tempted to upgrade. I've resisted no. myself. No, no, yeah. no. As I say, I've still got Mojave on on this machine. I'm using the, the iMac on in front of mm. me. So, yeah, yep. yeah. I think in the Slack room we had quite a few people having problems with Catalina for various uh, reasons, didn't we? Yes, yes. Uh, a variety. I t I'm surprised. Not surprised that people have problems. I have not really encountered any serious problems mm. with Catalina. Um, and I run mostly on the betas. I usually mm -hmm. on the official build for, I don't know, two weeks or something before the next beta launches. But then again, my, um, you know, my use of my laptop is not exactly what you'd call edge case. I mean, I do a little bit of um, photo editing. Um, a little bit of writing, web browsing, email, nothing, um, you know, actually probably the hardest I mean, it gets pushed is when we're making this show and I'm running Audio Hijack. Um, so yeah, I've most not really people, had any most people who, 
it seems to me that most people who talk about needing powerful machines, that they nearly all talk about video mm. yeah. um, uh, as the most, uh, most you know, CPU intensive thing that you can do. Yes. Um, and for the vast majority of us, we're not. So, <laughs> no, <laughs> so we don't not. need that power. We don't. Um, so we've been going quite a while. And uh, I believe um, Pete has to bail out um, in a yeah. few minutes. So I think that's probably enough for this week. I'll just skim over uh, a couple of things. Um, major Thunderbolt security flaws have been found. Uh, some affect Max shipping between 2011 and 2020. This is just broken um, late last night slash earlier today. Um, I have read up on it. It's known as Thunder Spy, and it does allow people to extract data from computers, whether they're locked, encrypted, and a whole variety of other things. So it's quite serious. But mm, um, if someone's got your Mac, presumably. it does rely on a hands-on attack. So it's an evil-made yeah. attack, and uh, effectively, most of us have no need to worry about it. If you're a diplomat or, you know, uh, secret service or doing something else uh, that people might wish to, you know, if you're a high value target, it's something that you should be aware of. For the rest of us, um, of no importance. Um, apparently, uh, Microsoft Office apps on iPad OS will get uh, mouse support by this fall. Um, Facebook uh, updated TikTok. Uh, sorry, Facebook did an update which crashed TikTok and various other rival um, applications, apparently. Uh, oh, dear, what a terrible accident, according to Facebook. Uh, you know, we'll fix it straight away. Uh, take that as you will. Um, Square are launching an online checkout to uh, go head-to-head -head with PayPal, apparently. Yeah. Um, and the Newton Mail program is being saved by fans after it was previously saved by Essential and then shut down again. Um, probably because <laughs> Essential went under. Uh, so uh, there are links in the notes for those. Um, nothing really to discuss there. Um, if we had uh, if we had Dougie on, maybe we could talk about the Thunderbolt, but it requires hands-on access. And we've all said many times, if somebody's got hold of your Mac, you're stuffed, yeah. basically. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's game over. Um there was a story that North Korea was attacking Max with some stealth Trojans. Again, a link uh, appears to be um, a two-factor authenticator that's used in China, and they're putting out um, Trojan versions, mostly used by the Chinese. So um, if you're interested in that, uh, but unless you live in mainland China, probably not particularly dangerous. Um, the worth a chirp. Yeah, just, slash... make, just make sure no one. Yeah, go on. I was just going to say, just make sure, just make sure if you see a North Korean that they're not coming in with a little wooden horse. That's all. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> um, uh, worth a chirp. Uh, I think Jim posted this one. Fusioncast is a Mac OS app for quickly turning podcast episodes or other, you know, MP3 files into videos, and I think it retails for eight pounds. Is that is that right, Jim? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a look at it. Oh, I, need um, to, I, need to, I need to get a hold of that. Yeah, it turns MP3 files quickly into uh, into files suitable, you know, the MP4 format suitable for uh, YouTube. Now, I've done oh, this right, in. Exactly. Yep, yeah, I've done this okay. in the past, um, and with help from uh, Alistair, um, Alistair Jenks, 
who helped me out with the script. Uh, you can do it in the terminal, which is free, and you need, uh, I think, FFmpeg encoder, and um, mm-hmm. you have to. It involves some buggering about on the terminal, um, and if you're not really happy with that, um, for eight quid, this basically makes a GUI of it, and it's chuck your MP3 in, chuck your show art in, and it spits out an MP4 suitable to be uploaded to YouTube. So uh, if you're into that sort of thing, eight quid, probably mm. worth the money. Um, if anybody wants to know how to do it via the terminal, uh, <laughs> email me and I will either point you towards Alistair or send you my script, which he uh, helped me out with. Um, there we are. I've got a piece from Nemo. Uh, this is a basically a press release from Urbanista, who have just launched the latest entry in their uh, earphones. They will be releasing some London earbuds with active noise cancelling for immersive experience, 25 hours of playtime and a range of colours such as dark sapphire blue and rose gold. Um, with an urban aesthetic and models named after metro cities such as New York, Athens, Brisbane, London. Um, these earbuds will give uh, AirPods a run for their money at a more attractive price. And uh, the reason that I'm reading that out is because Nemo asked me to because Urbanista are sending him a set for him to review. So uh, look forward to a proper review from Nemo in the near future. Um, and I think that's probably enough. So um, what else? Oh, um, Steve at Geeks Corner still has uh, giveaways to come. Keep an eye on the uh, geekscorner.co.uk site or follow him on the Twitters um, uh, if you want to know what giveaways he's having. Uh, that's probably all, I think. And uh, so we'll wrap up. Pete, in case you have to fly off. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, anywhere yeah. people can find you, follow you, whatever. Um, well, I'm occasionally on uh, Twitter, uh, Suffolk Pete or Homeboy, but that's about it. Okie dokie. Uh, Nick? Uh, yeah, Twitter occasionally. Uh, I'm Spligosh, S-P-L-I-G-O-S-H, and you can hear me over on Bart Show from time to time uh, to Central Apple. Very good. Um, Mark? You can get me on Twitter at Ocean Speed. You can find me on the YouTube uh, Essential Apple. If you put it in there, you'll see my latest video. What was it? What did I review last? I can't actually remember because this this new review is slightly killing me. And you can also catch me on the Watching Men podcast with Carl Madden from the Mac and Forth show. Download now from your favorite YouTube, not YouTube, podcasting catchy Me. thing <laughs> all the links in the show notes uh jim uh just the usual in the slack group um on Flickr as the srps paint shop and i'm also the administrator for the uh, essential apple uh Flickr group um just a wee quick update on the uh, darkroom ios app uh, we mentioned last week that uh, it now does video uh, as far as I can see, it's no iMovie replacement, um, so that's about it. Yep. Um, well, I mean, it's not really surprising, is it? It's a it's a photo editor, and it's now added the ability effectively to add the same sort of filters as you would add to photos, yeah. except to Take videos. To video. Um, you know, which is a nice thing to have. It, not everybody necessarily wants to actually do sort of serious editing. I mean, in conjunction with clips, it would probably make a nice. Especially if you already have the app, of course, if you're already using mm-hmm. it. So uh, there we go. Um, and I can be found on the Twitters as at Serenak, and that's S E R E N A K. 
Um, all our stuff is over at uh, EssentialApple.com and I realised that actually I haven't posted last week's show there because after I put it up on Pinecast, I uh, had to go off and do something else and I've completely forgotten. So uh, last week's show will be up on the site promptly. Um, and that's probably about it. Thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to the people who support us. Uh, all the usual stuff. Uh, more stuff in the outro and uh i think until next week we'll all say goodbye cheerio bye, bye. blimey now the outro was almost as long as the show then <laughs> <laughs> you've been listening to the essential apple podcast and i'd like to say if you enjoy the show and would like to support us feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar, where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show, uh, or even if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club Podcast, the Geekiest Show Ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Bouchotts and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I've forgotten. So why not go over to MyMac.com Take a look at the available podcast and take a listen. On the MyMag.com podcast. And how could they contact you, Gaz? (laughs) (laughs) For those who don't speak parrot, that's Gaz at MyMag.com, G-A-Z at MyMag.com, and you can also reach him on the Twitters at twitter.com forward slash gazmez, G-A-Z, M-A-Z, and we have a combined Twitter account, which is twitter.com forward slash guy and gaz, G-U-I-A-N-D-G-A-Z. <laughs> and if, if you wanted to let Fearless Leader know that you don't speak Parrot, you can let him know that by sending an email to feedback at mymac.com, no zed. You're listening to the G-Men. This has been the Essential Apple Podcast. Goodbye and thank you for listening.